0: she goes and when her skirt's real high and her standards are low i drop my pants and i'm ready to go because i know she'll house my mickey hello everybody and welcome to what's the quack i'm your host ducky and i hope we're all doing well out there and whatever it is you're getting up to i'm not too bad myself thanks very much for asking lads i will say from the offset if you're watching this on youtube you'll be uh you'll be treated to a little treat because yeah i said treat twice deal with it um i've got rocata who's my uh my thumbnail and character artist to send me on some time-lapse footage of when he's done drawings for me in the past, so like thumbnails and character stuff like that. So that's on your screen right now if you might find that a little bit interesting. Um, you know, it's better than just looking at the blank screen for a bit anyway. You know yourself, lads. Um, he's actually, he does, he does commissions, so by all means contact him. And he'll I'll have... Fuck! Oh, I just hopped me fucking nail off the... <laughs> hopped me nail off the mic stand. Ow. But um, yeah, I'll leave a link in the description there. You know, I think I, I've his linked... He's Twitter linked in my, my bio on, tw- on Twitter. I'm not sure. I don't know. Chaos, lads. Absolute chaos is what the intro to this is. <laughs> so what's, what's going on in the world? I, I have an update from my last video. I've, I've repaired my coffee machine. The coffee machine lives on in its, a uh, in, in this final chapter of this two-part, uh, series of my coffee machine. It lives on. I, I, descaled it and now it's back working fine for the moment until Lime clogs it up again, which is, uh, that was fun. Yeah, nothing I like more than things fucking breaking. So yeah, I've had my coffee today, as you can imagine, and I'm recording later in the day as well. So I've got a bit more energy, which is surprising considering I only got about five hours sleep last night. Um, because I was I was playing this game, um, called Yakuza: Like a Dragon. Um, I don't know if you've any, any of you guys ever played the Yakuza series, but like, Like a Dragon is like a It's own story. You don't need to play any of the previous ones, which is ideal because I've only played like one or two Yakuza games in the past. So start playing that. And uh, it's very good. I'm actually quite enjoying it. Uh, Especially for for a man of my age, it's very difficult to find a game that keeps me hooked for a while, you know, that kind of way. Because I'll play a game for like an hour or two these days and then the loading screen will hit, you know, and you're just looking at your kind of reflection in the screen and then you realize, wow, I'm not enjoying this game at all. And I get a lot of that my age. I just, you know, I haven't got the... I don't get as excited for games anymore. I don't know if that's an age thing or maybe, maybe it's just, uh, a thing that's just present with everybody nowadays. Maybe it's just, we're just a lot harder to entertain. We're all overstimulated, you know, diminishing returns. So we're not, we don't get as excited by, uh, games and media anymore. That's probably had a bit to do with it. But, um, but I'm playing this anyway and it's, it's actually hooking me because it's got kind of an intriguing story. It's, it, and it's told very well. Granted that the, the, the cutscenes do go on a bit and I'm somebody who likes long cutscenes in like Metal Gear games with one in Yakuza they go on a bit but um one thing i've noticed about the game and it's made me think about games in general like the difference between japanese games and western games you know western games the release of you it, your call of duties your battlefields and whatever else they release and they're a fucking buggy mess most games nowadays are a buggy mess it'll make you wonder how games ever got released on the ps2 back in the day because they'd have to release them bugless completely bugless and they pretty much achieved it for the most part bear one or two exceptions what comes to mind was a Tomb Raider game on the PS2 when they released. There was like a driving sp- uh, part in the game where you're supposed to jump this bridge, but <laughs> the developers had fucked up. They inverted the bridge, so rather than a bridge pointing upwards, you could ramp off of it. was actually pointing down, so you couldn't pass a level, you'd just drop into a canyon. But, um, you know, barring that, they did well. But it made me think about the, the difference between Western games and Japanese games, because when I was playing Yakuza, like a dragon, the one thing that fucking blew me away, and this happens when I'm playing like Final Fantasy games and stuff like that as well, is the attention to detail they have in these games is ridiculous. So like you would imagine an ordinary Western game, character goes to open a door. So they'll walk towards the door and they put their hand out and then the camera will cut away to like a reaction shot or maybe just the door opening. They won't actually show the animation of the hand grabbing the knob and twisting it and, you know, what have you. Just save on time because that's an awful lot of fucking effort to be animating all this kind of stuff. But in Yakuza Like a Dragon, they fucking do it for almost everything. There's one scene where the guy is eating a bread roll. And he takes a bite of it, and they've animated him biting into the bread bowl and pulling it out and it's trickless. Like the like it's granted they don't do it for everything. There is things, you know, you have you can't do it all but in reason. There is things where characters walk in front of the screen or it's you know, the animation is blocked by something so they don't have to animate. But like the amount of stuff that they did animate is fucking amazing. So I was kind of blown away by that. So, And, you know, as I said, the story's pretty good as well. So I've been hooked on that. But anyway, I've gone completely off fucking topic. Um, I swear to God, I must have fucking ADHD or something. But um yeah, so I went to bed at like six o'clock this morning because I was just flat out playing that. And uh, then I was rudely awakened by my dog, Max, um, at about half ten, eleven o'clock this morning. And how he woke me up, he, was, he kept kicking me in the arse. See, the thing with Max is, and I don't know if I've spoken about this much in the podcast, but he's an absolute woman of a dog. He needs to be touching you. He's, un- he's like really needy. It's not even he wants pets. He just wants to be really close to you. He follows me all around the house, completely ignores Connie. Just wherever, whenever I leave the room, he follows me. And to tell you how bad it is, when he's like on the couch, when we're like watching movies or something of a Sunday and he's on the couch, if he's not touching anybody, he'll kind of sit there and mope a little bit. But if you call him over for an old cuddle and he's touching you, he like curls into you, he's like a cat, curls into you on the couch next to you. He's absolutely unconscious within five minutes. I don't know. He's just comforting, but because of that, he's up in the bed all the time and um, thankfully he's gotten used to sleeping towards the foot of the bed, so I can actually move around in the fucking bed. But this morning, I don't know, whatever he was doing, trying to get comfortable or what, but he just kept kicking me with his back leg into the hole, directly between the cheeks of the arse as well, like, so kind of startled me. As a straight man, that kind of startles it. <laughs> so it just startled me awake. And uh yeah, he's been a dick. That's what he was. But you gotta love him. It's funny because he's like the, the softest dog in the world. You know, just, just, as I said, like an absolute woman of a dog, just real needy, sensitive, just loves cuddles and attention and whatnot, but uh, if there's a bump in the night he turns into a different dog the amount of times he's woke us up in the middle of the night because he's heard something outside and you know passing care or fucking you know whatever just general ambient noises outside springs up and just starts growling <laughs> like this pure ears up like it's funny because I never see him aggressive but when he hears a bump in the night he doesn't fucking like it one bit <laughs> Which is good, I suppose, in a sense. It's better to have, like, you know, he has the gear Dog instincts to a, a degree, so that's always good. But, um yeah, so so what's new with me? Um The Living With The Woman video, I dropped there a couple of weeks back. Three weeks back. It's almost a fucking month now. Um, I'll, I'll get to my next video in a minute, but I will talk about that real quick. Um That's gotten a fair bit of traction. It's not gone viral by any stretch of the imagination, at least not yet. If, you know, if it's going to happen, it probably would have happened by now. But it's definitely got a hell of a lot more outside attention than any of my last videos for probably from the last year, to be quite honest. As a result, my channel has grown by about 5,000 subs in three weeks, which is a lot considering I was sitting on about 157,000 subs. For the better part of... 10 months to a year you know I was like when I upload videos everyone who's already subscribed was watching them I do have a very active audience the audience I do have is unbelievably active they're all tuning in every time I drop a video but like you know newcomers weren't coming in but that one's got some traction I don't know if it's just because I was bitching about women and you know I got some fellas there kind of going fucking finally somebody has the fucking guts to stand up to him <laughs> but um yeah yeah so that's got traction so I've got more subs in my last three weeks than have in the last year more or less and that's just really a fucking indication of how youtube goes you just can't predict it all you can do is just keep keep your head down and keep going and just just hope uh the the analytics gods smile upon you someday but uh, it's nice to have an influx of new people and if you're new to this channel if you've come across a video and you're now tuning into the podcast to have a listen welcome aboard i hope you enjoy enjoy the videos and podcasts and stuff and you know feel free to have a look at my backlog because i don't to upload that often so <laughs> that's all you gotta work with but, um, anyway, the video I'm working on now at the moment, see, I had started doing first world problems. So I want that to be a series where it's like, you know, spiritual successor to pet peeves, where it's just kind of unstructured and general rants. So I started doing that. I wrote about a page. Um, just for context, a, a full video is about two and a half, three pages. That's about kind of what makes up anywhere between six and eight minutes, uh, six to ten minutes, that roughly that area of, uh, time in a video. But, um, so I got a page written and then, <laughs> absolute writer's block. Could not fucking think of anything. Like, and I, I have loads of points that I can expand upon. There's different things I want to rant about. But, you know, you can't really expand upon something unless you want to and nothing was jumping off the page to me. I was like, eh, that's kind of annoying, but it doesn't really kind of fit the theme I'm going for for this video. And, and anyway, I was sitting on it for for days. Days, and it was just fucking really wrecking my head. bothered me for days. Didn't know what to do. And then a bulb went off in my head there the other day that I could do something that I had just forgotten that I could do because it's been so long since I've done this but it's pivoting change whatever video I'm working on change it just work on something new fresh something you actually have a bit of motivation for and that's what I did and uh, the video I'm working on now is about weddings so you know things I hate about weddings or just general kind of wedding rents and what have you Um so I'm working on that now and uh, I got more work done on the weddings video in like two days three days than I did on my uh, first world problems video that I'm struggling with in the space of a week and a half That'll just tell you the difference in motivation right there. But, um, that's going well. I'm at this point now where I'm kind of, I'm, I'm at the editing stage and I'm just, uh, I'm just waiting on some characters to be. Uh, delivered by the lovely Rokata. because I changed the video so last minute, and this video has a lot of characters, background characters and main characters, stuff like that, because, you know, it's a wedding, going to need a load of fucking people in, Um, I just pulled up and went, hey, Rocata, I have a fuck ton of characters for you there, lad, good man, Then <laughs> just dumped them on it. so yeah, just waiting on them, so I said, i would record a cheeky little podcast there, while I'm doing nothing today, I'm going to play a bit more Yakuza when this is off, and that, that's pretty much my day, no, I've got to do a workout as well, fuck, and wash clothes god it's hard been a strong independent man you know <laughs> just just on that topic it actually frightens me how many fellas out there that are in relationships that don't wash their own clothes and cook their own food it really does like that's for, for me i don't know maybe i have a weird way of looking at it but for me it's just like if i don't wash my own clothes and you know rely on my missus to do it and i don't cook my own food and rely on my missus to do it first of all that's, that's a very mother role she's filling right there you know And that's just... It's weird to think about. You know, when I get... When I get with a girl, I don't want to be... Here, you can take the place of my mammy now. That's... That's a fucking... creepy. But two, the more she does for you, the more you kind of allow her to control your life a little bit. Because then you got like this shit. She's she's going to be able to make demands that you'll bend more on because she's a more leverage than you. You know, because she's fucking bending over backwards to please you. So the least you can do is give up a bit of ground. I just feel like if you're making somebody else do your washing and, and your cooking and whatnot... You're giving up a bit of power there. There, There's a bit of a power dynamic shift if you can't fucking look after yourself, you know? Try keep things 50-50. It's worked for me my whole life. Recommend it for you. If you're not washing your own clothes. Lads, washing machines are not actually that complicated. You have to find one setting that works for every clothes. For me, it's Eco 20 on my washing machine, right? And it doesn't matter if we're putting in socks, jocks, tambourines, saxophones, whatever. Whatever I'm washing. Fire it in. Eco 20 on. There we go. Walk away. Well, obviously, you put in washing powder, but you walk away. That's it. You know, and then pull them out and fire them in the dryer. And then the missus will go, don't put them in the dryer. It's too hot. You'll shrink your clothes. And you'll be like, fuck it. They're pennies. They'll shrink anyway. <laughs> oh, God. Anybody else do that as well when you're shopping at pennies? You just buy clothes that are like two or three sizes bigger than what you actually wear because you know for a fact they'll fucking shrink when you go to wash and dry them. <laughs> they'll drop by a couple of sizes. I'm so, I'm so like not particular of my clothes. I'll, I'll fucking shop in pennies all day long. It's an absolute job. Uh, the, the only thing I wear that's expensive is typically my, my shoes. Because I, I was buying skate shoes. I have a, I'm fondness for the, the old fat skate shoe, and it's a dying thing. It's a, back in the 90s there in the 90s, you used to get the nice big fat DC shoes and vans and stuff like that. Can't get them anymore. They're all gone. They're all, it's like like jeans, you can't get baggy jeans anymore, they're all gone skinny, everything's gone skinny, why is everything has everything's gone so fucking skinny, whatever happened to a good fat baggy thing, I'm such a product of my, my teenagehood, you know, I'm all baggy fucking pants and baggy hoodies and fucking big shoes, <laughs> I wouldn't win any modern, modern day, you know, fashion contests, you know, because I'm not wearing skinny jeans, uh, a t-shirt that's two sizes too small and, you know, that fucking haircut that, is it a perm? It's like these young fellas walking into a barber and go, can you make my head look like a penis? You know, it's got this fucking big mushroom curly top on it. (laughs) Shit you used to see on old ones back in the 60s. You know that kind of way? And it's just, and it's not even a an old man thing where I'm just like, oh, I don't understand these modern day hairstyles. It just looks objectively terrible. Not to say there wasn't terrible hairstyles back in my day; there certainly was, like you know. But we we acknowledged it back then. <laughs> if you just look at this, somebody' hairstyles, these young fellas be pulling off now. The other one I really, I really don't like, and a load of fellas are guilty of this, but I just I think it looks fucking ridiculous. Um. They'll, they'll get a fade or something like that. And then they'll shave in like a fake lion down the side. I don't know if it's supposed to be like a big fake pattern. It's like bigger than what a natural pattern would look like. But it's just a lion down the head. Like somebody kind of started to shave in a barcode and then forgot. To be fair, I think it's okay as a man to, to, you know, to be putting some effort in. We have very few things that we can put some effort in, you know, in, a, in an attempt to be, you know, moderately attractive or ma- maintain our looks and whatnot. So you obviously have hair. Dressed to a degree and maybe how in shape you are or you aren't. But when I have to go to a barber once a week to maintain the hairstyle I've chosen. Fuck that. That's more fucking effort than women put in. Are you out of your fucking mind? Speaking of women, actually, um, I've come across online that you'll... uh, I think you'll all be very interested to know. So there's this streamer on Twitch called Pooper Noodle. Funny name, yeah. Female Twitch, right? She's discovered something. And I think she might actually be the first person in existence to have discovered this. What she discovered is sex sells. Can you fucking believe that? Can you actually believe that? (laughs) No, seriously, this 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 is actually a talking point online. It's fucking hilarious. So I got this girl streamer, Pooper Noodle is her name. And what she decides to do, she decides to buy a big pair of fake tits. You know, she wears them and dresses up in cosplay and then she goes on her on her Twitch, and after the the Twitch had ended, or stream had ended. She noticed that she had about one hundred and fifty percent more views than what she did normally. She because it looked, you know, because the, the tits looked real on stream, you know, the way she had them and stuff. Um, so and she discovered this, and uh, she seemed somehow shocked by the fact that you'll get more views if you get your tits out or you know show a fuck ton of cleavage online. <laughs> I was hearing this story and I was like Jesus nobody tell her that everybody's known this since sex was invented back in I don't know probably the 70s (laughs) I don't know I just found that hilarious that you know she and half the internet was shocked what's up with the internet being shocked by things that are just common knowledge and have been for hundreds and hundreds of years because there's some days some days where I just want to sit down on my computer open up Chrome and just stick my fucking middle finger up at the screen and just go off Fuck off internet You know You stupid fucking bastard I'm sick of your shit internet I'm so fucking sick of it <laughs> Every day with this stupid bollocks Ah <laughs> oh, fucking hell But yeah that's 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 fucking Surprise to nobody Her getting her tits out Got views And for some reason It's a talking point online I just found it funny That she was Surprised by this Like Come on <laughs> fuck sick. <sake. laughs> Another story that was going around Doing this rounds online Um Recently as well It's a man from Chile Or Chile I don't know how it's pronounced I don't know Fuck it You enjoy the accent Chile uh, Actually somebody gave me A lot of people gave me shit In my living with a Woman's women's videos Because of how I pronounce Jew I'm, I'm, I don't even know how I say it now But when I'm saying Morning do more than Jew. I've always said like I know I mean dew, like as in the drops droplets of water you find early in the morning on plants. That's dew. But I always say Jew and it's I don't know. I'm probably not the only one. I mean it's a part of the accent, whatever. Saying dew just feels awkward in the mouth. I've always just said Jew, so people are just like taking the piss out of me in the comments going, ha and Jew. Ha 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 Fuckers. <laughs> Making fun of my accent. But um what was I saying? Yeah, so a man from Chile. Um this is a fella working in a meat factory in Chile and payday comes around and the the factory accidentally pay him 300 times his actual wage so rather than about 500 quid he was due uh due to be paid he actually got paid about 180,000 I'm, I'm not sure how some of my maths is there but you get my drift and um could you imagine that could you imagine just there one day you go to get your wages and they pay you three time 300 times the amount you were owed now of course this fellow went into the went into his boss and he said eh You're after making a mistake here. And uh, I'm only joking. He fucking bolted. (laughs) He fucking bolted. He's gone missing. What an absolute legend. (laughs) Just took the fucking money and ran. He's like, fuck this. I'm out. You can start the whole fuck. 180,000. That's enough to fucking start you in a different country comfortably. I I don't know how that would work now when like, you know, you're on the run the authorities are looking for it. well I, I don't even know how hard the authorities are looking for it. the company made the fuck it's not like you kill somebody you know so you, you'd wonder how hard they'd actually search for them but that's enough to start a new life but I just thought I was so fucking funny it's just like we'd all think about She's back when I was working in retail if I got paid uh, 300, 300 times my wages I would have fucking gone I would have never been seen again it would be like a cartoon you'd just see like me standing there and then you realise it's actually a, a silhouette of smoke because I had bolted 10 minutes ago and it's just starting to dissipate <laughs> I once was paid more than I was supposed to be in a job I worked years ago. I was working at a petrol station, and um, the uh, one week I got paid about. 100 quid, i think it was 80 quid or 100 quid, so it wasn't quite uh, like a man from Chile, but I was paid a fucking, about 100 quid, 80 to 100 quid, more than what I should have been. I wasn't sure whether or not I should have been paid that, because I was like, shit, was I owed like tax or something like that? It wasn't such a big amount that, like, I was like, okay, some, something's definitely fucked up here, but it was like enough to kind of go, okay, was I owed tax? I don't know what happened, so in the back of my mind, it was like, maybe they did pay me wrong, but you know what? I'm fucking skint. I'm working a minimum wage job. I'm going to keep my fucking head down and say absolutely nothing because this just 80 quid could make or break my weekend. (laughs) You know, one of them things. And um, so yeah, said nothing, kept the fucking dollars. Then the next week came around, my wages were down by about 80 or 100 quid. And I was like, ah, fuck. Yeah, they made a fuck up and now they've corrected it. And they didn't even come to me or say it to me or nothing. So it was one of these things where the boss just knew he overpaid me and knew I didn't say a fucking thing and then underpaid me and I didn't say a thing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, it was just a game of treachery. Is that any wonder? I was the first to be sacked out of that place. I was, I was last in and first out. It was one of these things. I was hired and like eight months later, then they decided to get cut back because the the shop wasn't doing particularly well. Um, and so I was the last one hired, so I was the first one to go. But I wonder if it was at the back of his mind, it was like that fucker tried to flace me out of eighty quid, said nothing. <laughs> I'm like man, I was doing laps at a town all weekend. I needed the eighty quid for the petrol. God, there was one in that shop I used to work with, and she was a fire breeding cunt. I know I say that about almost every boss I've had but this one in particular was she was like one of these she was an old woman she was in her 60s or 70s but she wasn't a pleasant old woman at all she was just really fucking pedantic and I don't think i ever seen her smiling at the time I was working there and she was set in her ways and she, when she told you to do something you had to do it her way and not the way that you could do it yourself or figure it out you know it was just one of these insufferable people to be around the thing that made her most insufferable was she was a helicopter boss where she was always floating above you and all that kind of stuff watching what you're doing and all that but she wasn't my boss we were in the same position both of us were sales assistants so that just made it even more infuriating it's like fuck off leave me alone you're no better than I am right now cunt I really am pleasant to get along with, to work with. It's just, you know, I've no qualms about making enemies with people who are just being cunts. You know, that's the way I look at it. Um, and what, what else is going on in the world of Ducky? I had PJ up uh, a few days ago, chatting to PJ, which is... Actually, I hadn't, I hadn't spoken to him since, since January. I was looking at the old the old WhatsApps. I haven't spoken to him since, since January. So it's been a few months since so I was talking to him. Anyway, he popped in for an old visit there. So I was uh, doing an old chinwag with him and, uh, you know, to- talking shite and... We're heading off to an El thing there in a couple of weeks as well, so that'll be fun. And a nice a nice bromantic day out for just the two of us, dear. So I'm looking forward to that. It's actually his birthday coming up now the weekend, so be hitting cork, lads. Hitting cork with a vengeance. Going for a night on the tiles, mad sesh with the boys. We will probably go the same way as they always do, which is just hilarious. We'll get a load of lads over at the house and we'll just go, Right, lads, pre-drinks, and then we'll hit the fucking we'll hit the pub and have some banter and all that. But then we just have so much banter on our own because we're getting we're pushing on now we're all in our fucking 30s at this stage we end up having so much banter by ourselves in the house drinking and you know the music going and everyone fighting over the YouTube and all that kind of so much crack there that we have no want or desire to go to the pub then you know once the drink are flowing you get a bit tipsy and the you know the spirits are high you're just like ah fuck that now is there any point in going all the way PJ lives he's about 20 minute walk from the Cork city centre as well and if you know Cork everything around it is up in a hill so you know you, you're going to be downhill going there but you're going to be uphill coming back and it's a struggle so you're just like is it worth my fucking bollocks going to the pub and it's it's, it's, it's always too late when you go to go out anyway it's always like 10 or 11 but you're like is it worth my bollocks going down to the pub for an hour two and three when we're just going to stand in a circle in the smoking area and chat shit anyway you know that kind of way <laughs> so it'll probably end up we won't leave the house at all but, but we'll see we'll play it by ear I'm getting to the stage of my life now where it's just as long as I have the company at a boy's I'm having the crack it doesn't matter if I'm at the pub or not you know it's kind of the, the pub appeal has kind of gone on is kind of gone off me now so I'm I'm happy enough with whatever happens one of the boys actually as well we know he's coming back from Dubai he teaches in Dubai uh, he has been for a few years but he's coming home so uh, he's going to be there as well so we're expecting a mad sesh altogether. so I'm looking forward to that I it's been so long since I've been out in a good sesh with the boys I've gotten withdrawals, lads, I'm shaking, my hands are shaking, Some, somebody comes stop this, there, you know, I have to nurse a, the odd whiskey in the evening, just to, just to chase away the, the withdrawal. <laughs> oh, for those of you interested as well, when I was talking to PJ, apparently he's getting back into podcasting uh, very soon, he said he was going to record an episode a couple of days ago, but I don't know, that's, that's PJ time, so, you know, take it with a pinch of salt, but he's getting back into it anyway, um, so if you're a fan of uh, PJ's uh, podcast, just the tip. Expect to hear from him in the coming weeks. He was asking me actually as well about podcast when he was always asking me if I was getting how much we get paid for the podcast. Um, that I do. It? What's the quack here now? And uh, I don't get paid anything at all. This is a pure hobby, side gig, passion project, whatever you want to call it. Um, I don't have ads turned on. Um, I don't do sponsorships. Or granted, I've actually never been approached for a sponsorship for the podcast. It's always for the main channel. Anybody who approaches me for a sponsorship, but um, do you know, I think sponsors I should actually specify? Because I could have possibly gotten sponsorship offers for the podcast, but if they're contacting me through my main business email, <laughs> they'll just get a quote from my main channel, which will be very different to the quote from my. Uh, my podcast so maybe i have done and i've just scared them off but uh <laughs> but no it's the, the the money i'd make on a podcast right now is, it wouldn't make sense if and when this podcast gets bigger i'll consider it but right now i can't justify annoying people with ads for the the little money that'll be in it for me so you don't need to be worrying about uh ads on here for the short term or the foreseeable anyway we'll see how things go in the future but you don't need to be worrying about that let's don't worry you know i've started watching this series recently it's called bob mortimer and paul whitehouse gone fishing and for those of you who don't know, Bob Mortimer's like a comedian. You'll often see him on panel shows, uh, in the UK. So it's like, uh, Would I Lie to You and Taskmaster, stuff like that. He's, you know, he's, he's been around. He's now panelist, I suppose, to be the word. I'm not sure if he's done stand up. I haven't looked into him too much, but yeah, he's well known. And then Paul Whitehouse. Um, for those of you who don't know, he was, uh, he made, the The Fast Show. He was co-creator of that, I believe, and he was obviously in it. Um, Harry and Paul and a load of other comedy sketch shows that are fucking fantastic that I highly recommend. I grew up on that shit. Like when I was a younger man, I was looking, it's probably why I'm able to kind of, uh, why I've been able to do comedy writing with no formal comedy training. It's just because I've always absorbed a lot of comedies in my life, be the comedy sketches. Uh, or stand up comedy. I've always watched a lot of that. So maybe, maybe that's kind of helped in craft and mold my, my comedic brain. But, um, yeah, start watching that. It's basically about these two lads and they're, they're pushing on. They're in their 60s, late 60s, maybe a bit more. I can't remember, but old, old lads. And, uh, two of them have had hair troubles. It was Bob Mortimer has recently had a triple bypass and then Paul Whitehouse has got heart disease, I believe it is, or something along that. Heart problems nonetheless, the two of them. And, uh, this, this program follows them where they just go off fishing together and they talk shite. And it sounds really boring, but I found it really fucking interesting. What gripped me first was just I wanted to see how Paul Whitehouse was doing because I hadn't seen much of his stuff at all since The Fast Show, which is you know, quite a long time ago now at this stage. So I wanted to check in with that. I was watching it and I just, I found it really fucking therapeutic because I think about my own mortality a lot. And I'm sure a lot of people out there as well, uh, think about death and getting old and becoming decrepit and deteriorating over time, stuff like that. I do think about that a lot. It's, you know, it's one of my biggest fears or if not my biggest fear is the fear of death. I don't know how I'll face down the barrel of that. It's a, it's a bit fucking terrifying, but, um, but I'm watching this anyway. And you know, with my my general fears of getting older, or get getting old, not necessarily getting older. I don't mind getting older, but getting old, um, when things start going downhill, and you know, my general fear of death. And I found it really interesting because you got these two guys who are old, and they're they, you know they're suffering from old men syndrome. You know, everything is starting to fail on them. They're not as mobile anymore. And, um, you know, they're struggling to climb stairs or even kick a football, you know, these kind of things. And, uh, it's, I found it really interesting watching them and just having their mindset and the conversations they're having and stuff like that. Like, the, one of the first things it's done for me, I've watched, I've watched it all. I've watched like the four series of it. I just, it's, it's actually nice, relaxing stuff. Well, you know, I'm normally watching gri- gripping series and stuff. This is really relaxing, just watching the tube and fish and talk shite. But um, one thing it's done for me, it's made me really appreciate how nice it is to live my life right now in this moment with the abilities I have right now. So the ability to walk, run, climb stairs, jump a wall, all this kind of shit that I can still do. It's made me grateful for that because watching these guys kind of not being able to do all that, I'm just kind of like, Jesus, could you imagine losing that kind of mobility, what that would do for you? Uh, Mentally, you know, where you're just like, I can't, I can't run, my knees will blow out or I can't, you know, it's what I'd call the age where you fall over and people don't laugh anymore. You know, when you fall, everyone goes, (gasps) instead of, pointing and laughing. That's, that's my, uh, cutoff for being old. That's how I'll know the day I've become old is if I fall over and everyone around me goes, (gasps) instead of laughing at me, that's, that's, that's how I know I've made that transition. (laughs) I've already transitioned into middle age. And how I measure that is whether or not you get up out of a chair without making a noise, you know? So if you, if you can get up out of the chair without making a noise, you're still young. But if you kind of give a, or a, you know, it it means you're middle-aged at least yeah so it's it's really made me appreciate how mobile and uh, able I am now like it motivated me so much that after watching like a couple of episodes of it I pulled out the old bike we have an old indoor bike and I went I did like a 10 kilometer cycle on it <laughs> in about 20 minutes because I was just like yeah I've been taking myself for granted I need to fucking get in better shape because even though i have doing the weights I'm, my cardio is dog shit like and, uh, I don't work out my legs half as well anyway it doesn't matter so just kind of watching that kind of depress me to a degree knowing that's ahead of me But one thing it's done for me and it's kind of reassured me a little bit about old age because watching these two kind of interact and talk and shite and all that it's kind of made me realise something. You know the way you'd look at old people they're almost like different creatures because they're of a different generation they don't even look the same they're decrepit all this kind of stuff you'd almost uh, equate them to being like almost a different fucking species. But watching this has made me realise that Old people are just you, but they've been around a while, which is not going to be groundbreaking. You know, nobody put that in a quote and put it on Facebook. (laughs) But it's just a weird thing when you're watching it. You're like, Jesus Christ, old people are really just fucking us. You know, they've had the same talks because that's the thing I found most reassuring about them. Even though their bodies are failing and everything's miserable and they've got to take medication every day and look after themselves and watch what they eat. All this kind of stuff is miserable. What's still alive and well in old age, and this just kind of reassured me to a, a strong degree was... The banter. The banter was still there. They were still taking the piss out of each other. Still laughing and joking. And just generally enjoying the conversation of another one of the boys. And I found that just. I found that really nice to see that. That doesn't matter how old I get. I'll still be able to have the banter with the boys. You know, well, until the day they start dropping off or eyes <laughs> drop off <laughs> when you get when you get old, it's a it's a high risk. you are going to start losing a couple of friends along the way, but at least you know what well, friends you do have left when you're old. You can still have the crack with. And uh, I've kind of, in a way, of my fear of getting old, I kind of forgot that. You know that the mind is going to be alive and well, well, unless you get dementia. But anyway. <laughs> The odds are stacked against you, but there's hope. There's hope, lads. That's all that matters. There's something that's also popped up on my radar today, and this this is more my UK listeners because I know I know there's actually a good shot of you from the UK there, lads, Northern Ireland, UK, and whatnot. Um, that's uh, just just hit the market as a hangover prevention pill. It's released by a company called Myr Merk Merkel. I don't know. I don't know what the name of the company is, but basically they've released this pill. And what it does is you take two of these pills before you go on the piss, about a half an hour before you go on the piss. And it it breaks down about half, I think it's a 50 to 70% of the alcohol you consume before it gets to your liver. You know, as a result, uh you know, you won't get, have as bad of a hangover in the morning because you've simply not absorbed as much alcohol as you normally would. Now, it's advertised as a hangover prevention pill, which I don't think is uh Super accurate, to be honest, because it's not necessarily a hangover prevention pill. It's like an alcohol prevention pill, because it's it's breaking down alcohol before your liver liver absorbs it. Then it's not preventing a hangover; it's preventing you from getting drunk. Um, which is the basic principle of it. I'm I'm curious if something like that could work, because what they say on the the thing is right. So if you want if you want to go out and get drunk, don't take this pill, because this will actually you know it'll, it'll almost double how much you have to drink in order to get buzzed, uh, in order to get the same buzz. So it'd be an expensive night out. But if you're like, uh, where, where the market is for that, that I see, if it works, because, of, you know, it could be just horrible bollocks for all I know. But, um, where, where it could be work or where I could think that the market is. And I think we've all been there. Do you ever get one of these nights where you're, you're going out for a night in the piss with with family or the boys or whatever else and you're just like, or, or a work Christmas party would, would be very applicable to this where you're just like, okay, I'll go out, I'll have a few, but I'm not getting twatted uh, because I'll either make an arse of myself or I'll be ill in the morning. You know, these kind of things you have no intention of doing the dog on it. But then you go out and you have a few drinks and then, you know, drunk you takes over. And drunk you is a very irresponsible fucker altogether and has no regard for sober you whatsoever. So they'll do the dog on it and then leave sober you to pick up the fucking pieces in the morning, which is not on a lot of the time because once you get past a certain point of drunkenness, you're not even having a good time. Like the next time you've, you've had a few drinks and you're maybe on the wrong side of drunk, not absolutely twatted, but you know where you're starting to, it's starting to kind of go a bit too far. You're getting disoriented and stuff like that. I don't know if you've ever had these moments where you just walk into the bathroom, you put your hands on the sink, you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, why did I get this drunk? This is not even fucking pleasant. Then you wake up the next morning your head is absolutely fucking lifting off you and you're just like, drunk ducky, you've done it again, you're cut! <laughs> you know? Um, so I think that's where the market is for that is when you want to go out with- Uh, of a night you want to get a little bit buzzed on booze and you know be be social but not get absolutely fucking ossified there's absolutely a market for that i think that's what it'll work it's a bit saucy though apparently it's like 30 pound for a 30 pack so you're basically paying a euro or a pound per pill uh which is a lot it's not exactly the fucking price of a pack of the all, is it you know there i think there, there would be a market if it works so if you're from the uk and you get your hands on these pills, let me know if they work, because I'm curious, because that might be something, might be something nice to have around the house, you know, that kind of way, just, just turn the old medication drawer there, and you're like, right, I don't want to get twatted, because at least it kind of gives you options then, you know, that kind of way, if it's absorbing um a lot of the drink in your stomach, then it doesn't matter how fast you drink, you're not going to get twatted at the same, at uh, the same pace as you would when, you know, you're you've not taken the pill, So that's that's promising enough. You know, you don't have any of them drunk moments where they sneak up on you, where, you know, your friends keep buying you shots and you bang back two or three in a space of 20 minutes. And then next thing you know, an hour later, the fucking, the world just runs away from your eyes. It's like, and you're like, oh, fuck, I'm (laughs) bollocks. You know, one of them moments and you just get snippets like a fucking horror movie trailer, just like what's going on the night. And then suddenly you're looking down in the toilet, fucking bit of drool hanging out your mouth and you're just like, (coughs) (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> fucking dying. <laughs> like it, it, one of them nights, that would help fucking prevent that because at least you're going to moderate your drinking a little bit better, you know, you're kind of a bit of a slower rev so you won't exactly hit the limiter uh, at the same pace. So I'm curious if they'd work on it. I'd certainly pick up a pack if they did. But then the skeptic in me is just like, is this a load of fucking goop, homeopathy, fucking horrible bollocks again, you know? So I hate that shite. It's just like fucking, I'm, my aunt is the worst for it as well. She's always like, oh, trying to shill horrible shit at you. It's like, try this herbal. It's proven to work. It's proven to work. He's like, who proved it? Oh, fucking Mary told me on, on my Facebook group chat that she takes it and it's cured her fucking leukemia. Like, you know, you're just like, what, what, cured her fucking leukemia? What is it? You take the bark off a pine tree, you powder it up and you snort it up your arse. And you're like, oh, fuck off. Like, as Darryl Breen said it best, uh, he said it in one of his comedy specials. When modern medicine came about when we could test things and do things by the scientific method. We took everything that everyone considered to be medicine and we tested it all. We tested it all. And whatever worked became medicine. And whatever didn't work was bollocks, herbal shite. I was actually talking to that aunt recently. We're, we're at a christening and uh, I was talking to her and she started talking about um Uh, healing things with water and I was like oh don't tell me you're about to talk about fucking homeopathy she's like no no it's not homeopathy it's just what they do is they run the water through these different things and it kind of picks up atoms and molecules off other things and it becomes curative I'm like that's fucking homeopathy it's trying to say water has memory it doesn't water's just fucking water it doesn't pick up anything and that's curative it's just fucking water. That's not homeopathy. It's like, it is. That's the fucking definition of homeopathy is what you're doing. And I think I made her realise that she was actually talking about home- homeopathy <laughs> I made her step back a bit. <laughs> I have I've this like uneasy piece with my aunt where we can talk perfectly fine about absolutely anything uh, except medicine and conspiracy theories because... um, You know, we're perfectly civil. We talk away, have the laugh, have the banter, you know, as we do. And, but the second anything like that comes up, we're just fucking button heads immediately, just fucking arguing. (laughs) And neither one of us, you know, both of us are equally as stubborn as the other. So we're just, we're almost gets to the point now where we're just fucking, we scream at each other, you know, that kind of way. (laughs) Oh God, you can't pick, you can't pick family, lads. You can't pick family. Right. You know what time it is, lads, ladies and people of the jury. It's time for Quack Me Up Corner. Quack, 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 quack-a-me-up. Quack, 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 quack me up Get your ducks in order. It's time for Quack Me Up Corner. Right, for a nice change and a, a shout-out to my lovely Irish audience, I've decided to do a couple of nice Irish jokes. And not exclusively Irish, if you're not from Ireland, you, you'll understand them. But, you know, for an Irish, an Irish setting, if you will. So I hope you enjoy them. Right, an Irish priest is driving along a country road when a guard pulls him over. The guard immediately smells alcohol on the priest's breath and notices an empty bottle of wine in the car next to him. The guard asks, have you been drinking? Just water, says the priest. Guard replies, then why do I smell wine? And the priest looks at the bottle and says, good Lord, he's done it again. <laughs> that one tickles me, I like that one. Alcoholic priests. Um, and for, uh, for joke number two. A fella walks into a bar all panicky and orders seven shots of whiskey and a pint of cider. Barman pours him out all seven shots on the bar and goes to get him his pint. But when the barman comes back, all the shots of whiskey have been drunk. The barman says, Jesus, you drank those real quick. Well, says the fella, if you have what I have, you'd drink them quickly too. Oh, fuck, said the barman. What do you have? A fiver, replied the fella. (laughs) So there you go, lads. I hope you all enjoyed that. I'm going to love you and leave you here. So I want to thank everybody for for listening, tuning in. Uh, I hope the rest of your day goes well. I hope... Uh, it's a Tuesday as well. So I hope you at least see a Mickey today, you know. Doesn't even need to be a dick pic, you know. Just one that ambushes it when you're going for a cup of tea, you know. Just walking into the kitchen, it comes out from behind the door frame. You're like, ah, Mickey, fuck! You know, just one of them. Anything at all. Maybe, maybe even a vague uh, cloud shaped like a Mickey, which I actually snapped... Uh, a Mickey Cloud Earlier today That I'll be putting On my Instagram <laughs> Genuinely looks like a Mickey I even said it to the missus It's like Eh That cloud looks like a dick And she's like What fucking cloud And then she looks at the And like, oh, fucking does look like a dick <laughs> But anyway I'm rambling uh, Thanks everybody for tuning in And I'll catch you lads and ladies In the next one Good luck